My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Hey, it's My Michelle Live week in review. Back in the saddle again, right? Because I've had this great vacation, went to Mexico, did my very first cruise. And then, of course, there was the turkey and all of the trimmings. And here we are back. The media gives us everything we need to report. We don't really have to work that hard for this show to review the news of the week and to dig a little deeper and show you that there's a message of hope. We call it the God story. And my partner in reporting and my dear friend, Adam Rosari joins me. Hey, Adam. Hey, hey, just uh, letting those turkey comas wear off a little bit, kind of getting back in the saddle of things, just looking back at the waistband and saying, man, do I need to get another size? Of <laughs> Thanksgiving words. <laughs> and you know, I don't know how to do Thanksgiving tiny. We only had three people in the house and we sat around, yeah, all day watching <laughs> World Cup and football, but I don't know how to not cook like a, a 20 pound turkey and all of the trimmings for a freaking army. Can anyone say? leftovers till Christmas. (laughs) Oh yeah. Leftovers till Christmas. That's so true. You know, the funny thing too is my wife and I, we love Thanksgiving. So every now and then when we're like, we're trying to figure out, okay, Hey, what do you want to make for dinner tonight? Sometimes we just say mini Thanksgiving. We've we've mastered mini Thanksgiving. And if we took that same concept to actual Thanksgiving, like it it would probably make a lot more sense because you wouldn't be cooking for the entire army, but (laughs) Hey, sure enough. So in my family, we do two Thanksgivings, right? The the typical like divorced parents thing is like you have the Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. And we do that with my dad because my mom and stepdad have had season tickets to the Dallas Cowboys for 100 years since before Jerry Jones built his new stadium. And then, and then we always do the Thanksgiving with my mom on the Friday. With her, it's always a party because people from Cowboys tailgate show up to her house for Thanksgiving. And it's a big event. But this year especially because we had my little kiddo. He's eight weeks old now. And he was laying in his bassinet next to his cousin, who's two weeks older, just this chunk of a baby named Ben, who who my sister obviously is now wearing the mama hat for. And it was just a really fun time, friends, family. But Michelle, this Thanksgiving was, it wasn't like past Thanksgivings. It was expensive. It was really expensive. And it's really sad because I came across a poll and literally... One in four Americans skipped Thanksgiving to save money this year. I think that's a real tragedy because Thanksgiving is about reflecting on things that we are thankful for and things that should bring smiles to our faces, Mm -hmm. things that maybe just help us forget about some of the pain in the world and some of the struggle. As Americans are skipping on this holiday, simply because the just rampant inflation is crazy. Food inflation's nuts. What was it? 20 to 30% more expensive this year for food. That's a terrible thing. And I think when you see society start to lose touch and let go of certain things like Thanksgiving or Christmas, right? Halloween. We've seen the woke mob go after Halloween as well. Um, I think that's a real sad thing that can really degrade culture in some strong ways. Yeah. And where Thanksgiving was that one time of the year, it's not a religious holiday. It's not a controversial holiday. It's just a time to get together and say, thank you. It was maybe that one American holiday we had that everyone should be able to come together on, but we're going to talk a bit today about how crazy and even divided it has truly become. Indeed. I actually, I saw this one report and we don't have it 
covered it in our show today, but it was this the university in Maryland talking about how the pilgrims were these terrible oppressors. And it's like, when they're trying to go back and attack literally like the founding of Thanksgiving. And instead of thinking about what we're thankful for today, like what we've evolved to become and what we really are as a country and as a people. And thinking logically, Adam, I want you to think about this. People are people. We talk about sex being a social construct. No, it's not. It's science. What's a social construct? Race. Race is a social construct. We are human. We're the human race. Where you have Obama, he was as white as he was black, but we say he's the first black president. That's a social construct. Society gives that label. It's crazy. So in that, think of Thanksgiving and the history of America, pilgrims coming as an oppressor, they were oppressed and they decided to go to a place where they could be free. They were there crazy things that happened and conflict with Indians. Yeah. But you know what? The Indians that were here, did you know they conquered other people and other Indians in order to have the land that they had? It's called human nature. And when we can recognize that, maybe we can stop being so divided and we can start living. You mentioned Jerry Jones and the and the Dallas Cowboys. This is a story that you and I hadn't even talked about discussing, but he's come under fire for a picture taken back in 1957 when he was a kid at school, and he happened to be at a protest for integration, and you could see him in this picture. Now, he says, yeah, I was there, like, but like an, a lot of other people and kids were more curious than we knew right. what was really going on. But what if he was there? Sense. What if he was there as a kid because his parents were against de- desegregation? In our age, we have black people who are pushing for segregation. So now all of a sudden, but this is 1957. In a time right. where things were really different, we give no grace for people changing, growing, and as a society evolving and becoming more educated and enlightened and growing in love. <clears throat> this is the division, <clears throat> excuse me, that so we're true. seeing. True. You see a lot of, <clears throat> frankly, you see a lot of, I would say, influencers on the far left who are encouraging their followers and their fans to basically demonize an entire half of the country instead of making an effort to reach across the aisle and get to know people as individuals. And that's a really sad thing. And it, you see that really, it's a rampant problem, frankly. Um, and it expresses, just, it's like this example of tragic ignorance, right? If you can't take the time to get to know somebody as an individual, to understand their position, to just try and empathize with the shoes they're wearing, then, you know, that kind of degrades you as a human in some ways, right? If you can't look at people as individuals, if you just ask them into this clump of, of uh, this clump of humanity that you think is terrible and that you just want to hate, man, Michelle, that's like, Frankly, it's literally like what the worst people in our history have done to groups of people. Boom. And typically re- like genocides you. result from that, right? Like terrible things happen when people are looking at other people that way. Like you cannot just generalize and demonize an entire half of the country, yeah, right? But that's happening. We have a root of bitterness of hatred and unforgiveness as a people. And it is hurting us and you see it in in no place better than you do on social media which leads us to another (laughs) big story adam yeah a typical a typical democrat voter elon musk 
which shocker, he voted for Obama and Biden. He actually voted for Biden over Trump. He said reluctantly. And now the far left is just like melting down over the fact that Elon's trying to introduce a little bit of freedom to the social media world. He actually had the Associated Press attacking him because of a report about the fact that th- that Twitter, following a poll of all Twitter users, would be offering a, quote, general amnesty for all suspended Twitter accounts, provided that those accounts have not broken the law, engaged in egregious spam, or perpetuated awful things like tra- child pornography. So he's, Elon Musk is kind of like, you know what, there's a new sheriff in town. I'm going to try and make sure that all accounts are monitored and held to the same standards as others, right? So let's let everybody back on, assuming that they were banned in bad faith. Now you have these reports coming out saying, okay, because Elon is changing things, because he fired a bunch of the staff, you're going to have a huge, huge increase in hate speech throughout the platform. You're going to have a huge increase in hate speech and harassment and misinformation. And it's funny because Elon Musk responded directly to this story from the Associated Press. And he asked the Associated Press, he's, okay, who are the experts that you're referring to? when you say that there's going to be a huge uptick in hate speech and misinformation. And he also points out the fact that the Associated Press itself is a huge purveyor of misinformation. And and he's basically, he jokingly said, Twitter couldn't hope to compete with the Associated Press for spreading misinformation. And I thought that was hilarious because it's true. And, And then when Elon Musk looks at data, basically the same standards that were being used to measure hate speech across the platform, no standards that he set for himself, just... He basically measured that throughout November, there's actually been no significant increase in hate speech impressions. It's actually lower. So the point is, while you might have accounts on the platform that are saying hateful things, those things are still, they're still legal oftentimes, even if they're despicable, which means they're protected by the First Amendment. You're allowed to be an idiot. You're allowed to be a genius, according to free speech, right? But what he's doing is saying you have freedom of speech, but you don't have freedom of reach. So you're not necessarily going to see hate speech get a ton of attention on the platform, but accounts could potentially express hateful things. And as long as they're legal, like they they are protected by the First Amendment. Now, the thing to Michelle is like just the fact that these accounts are online, it infuriates the far left. But I think like the bigger thing here is the fact that Here you have a guy who's questioning the status quo. He's questioning the narrative, and he dares to challenge what is being shoved down most of America's throats. And we've seen how this impacts elections. We've seen how this impacts the psyche of a nation. I think it's pretty easy to say that the mental health of our country is pretty terrible right now. People are anxious. People are sad. People are scared. People don't feel confident about the direction that our country is headed. So why not introduce some free speech to the marketplace of ideas being social media and see if some good ideas can surface to the top and maybe we can follow some of those good ideas towards a better outcome. Because we have technocrats that know better and then subsequently screw up the nation. You had mentioned, I love this. You sent this, gotta play it. Elon Musk Uh, saying that I couldn't hope to compete with you where fake news is concerned. What does that look like? Fake news is, in essence, taking a story, not researching it, not really looking into it, taking one side, whatever you're spoon-fed, and just reading it off and reporting it. Now, look, I come from a news background, and so 
I know. I saw when the news started to die. I know from the time when it used to be a badge of honor that you could report both sides and no one knew what you really believed to here's what we're going to tell people because it's the right thing to do where it become, became advocacy instead of actual reporting. If you don't believe me, and I will tell you from being in the newsroom, they'll. it used to be ripping the wire, which would mean it would be on a, a printer kind of a thing and you would come out and it would be whatever the AP is reporting. Now, of course, it's email, but they'll get their marching orders from the DNC. They'll have these news stories. Okay, that must be true. And how do we know it? Because, well, basically, everybody's reporting it. Take a look at this. Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our Our greatest greatest responsibility responsibility is to to serve serve our our Treasure Valley communities. The El Paso, Las Cruces communities. Eastern Iowa communities. Mid-Michigan communities. We are extremely proud of the quality, balanced journalism that CBS4 News produces. Oh, are you? we are concerned about trouble and trying to be responsible. One-sided news stories plaguing our country. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish the same fake stories without checking facts first. The sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. What? Are you kidding me? Adam. That is real, right? Like you literally have the Ministry of Information giving them verbatim the words to basically share with the entire country, markets across the country coming from the newsrooms of local stations. And it's all the same message. It's straight from the the Ministry of Propaganda. And the Associated Press wants to say that citizen journalists, primary sources of information, that that's the source of fake news. No, I think it's coming from the editors. It's coming from the people on top. Yeah, indeed. It's a danger democracy. to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our about, democracy. You know, it's extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous to our democracy. <laughs> <laughs> that is nuts. You think about some of the headlines that have come from these same news sources that are speaking about the danger to democracy, right? Okay, well, here are some like topics that the mainstream media has covered that have all been proven to be totally fake. Russian collusion, Trump calling neo-Nazis fine people, Jesse Smollett, there's so much stuff, Covington Catholic kids, the Governor Whitmer kidnapping plot, the Kavanaugh rape, the Trump pee tape, uh, the COVID lab leak theory. That was the WAPO tried to totally discredit okay. Tom Cotton. The border agents whipping migrants. I don't think they ever got a, an apology, by the way, from Mayorkas or from President Biden. The Steele dossier was total garbage. Then there was the Muslim travel ban that Trump did. Oh, bad guy. Wasn't actually a Muslim travel ban. Totally false. The Hunter Biden laptop story it took CBS News 22 months to actually come out and say, oh, yeah, it was actually a real laptop from Hunter Biden. Oh, but that's figure. OK. Our Everyone... candidate got in anyway, and he's busy sniffing hair. So we're all exactly. Good. There's so much. The, the, oh, and then remember when Don Lemon and like Sanjay Gupta were talking about how everybody that t- looked at ivermectin were idiots because it's a dewormer for oh horses? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. How embarrassing. How truly and, embarrassing when there may have been something that could help save lives. Oh, no. Back ass word is that. Now, I'm not the biggest Donald Trump fan, as all right. of our listeners, viewers, and watchers know. But come on. To be so one-sided in our report 
reporting that now we basically have gotten to the point where we're on the verge of a freaking civil war is just irresponsible reporting. It's just nuts. I would say it's unforgivable, but we have to learn to forgive. It's something that we just have to to really reconcile and we have to call out and we have to come to some sort of understanding with the institutions between, because really it's the institutions that help our society be a civil society And unless we're on the same page with the institutions that we trust to carry lots of power, we're in a rough spot. The Department of Justice, the FBI, man, the FBI going after pro-lifers who committed no crimes, right? There's crazy, there are crazy things happening between the institutions, our political structure and our citizens. And unless we can come to an understanding, we're going to be in a rough spot. We're going to be well, in a really, really rough spot. Let's talk about that rough spot then, because Thanksgiving put us in a rough spot. You mentioned the inflation that is just through the roof and how expensive, how much more expensive our Thanksgiving dinners are. True story. But I'd like to take a little look at what Thanksgiving looks like around the nation. Now, first of all, I have to share a funny meme, and I'm just going to take it right from our show notes so you get to see a little bit behind the scene. Yeah, that's your president right there sniffing a turkey (laughs) and then you sent this picture of the real little little gobbler that's a a turkey that we're gonna pardon (laughs) (laughs) yeah ladies and gentlemen may i present to you hayden rosieri right little hayden taylor right there hayden taylor rosieri with his little turkey outfit. And you know what? This kid's going to be like, we already have an elf costume for him for Christmas. He's going to look back when he's a teenager and he'll be like, gosh, mom, dad, you're so embarrassing. I know, right? Yeah, I know. I thought about that. I thought Michelle, about that. But my God, Biden you're is kidding not going to smell my baby. I, I have to now, since just so you know, now since a baby's been born, I have to be careful of when I look at text messages that Adam sends because he'll send pictures like this and I'll be in something serious. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's just so cute. Oh, and we're going to have ammunition for a lifetime with this kid. Oh, heck yeah. We're always going to have something. This is a, this is one turkey that President Biden's not going to be sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away, President Brandon. (laughs) Let's take a little look at what Thanksgiving is like in not just your house, but first of all, the White House. Once again, your president claims that Democrats campaigned in 54 states for Obamacare. 54 states? 54 states. All 54 of them. Mr. President, would you let us know the the states that you've annexed into the country, please? (laughs) We're not aware. (laughs) Please let us know. We thought it was 50. (laughs) Seriously. And then I hope I can find the video for this story, but it's gotten removed from a lot of sources. White House press secretary, she's always... Jean-Pierre. Yeah, Jean-Pierre is there. Trying to spin their narrative, that's what press secretaries do, but girlfriend freaking lost it. Did you see that? Dr. Fauci was getting his farewell address and all the praise for you know oh, yeah. allowing so many people to die in our nation and making sure that he lined his pockets with all of the vaccines. So good for him, right? <laughs> but reporter stepped in and was doing what reporters are supposed to do ask questions and they asked a question regarding what Fauci has done to investigate the origins of COVID-19. Not a real controversial question. It's just a really good question. And Jean-Pierre freaking loses it and completely shuts out down 
Diana Giobova for even asking that question. And you're out of turn and you're just interrupting. Have you ever been in a press conference? That's what you do. The first press conference that I had been in years ago, I was so freaking intimidated, Adam, because all of these reporters, well-known reporters, important people are, they just shout out these questions and they do what they'll stand on you in order to get heard. And I'm thinking, first of all, I want to be articulate. I want to, when I finally get my words, I want to say something that makes sense. I need to be noticed. It is, it's like a competitive sporting event trying to get your questions answered oftentimes. And no, how dare you? How dare you? Terrible. (laughs) Wasn't it? You're right. Those press conferences get rowdy. I think it was President George W. Bush who was at a presser in Iraq. He had a shoe thrown at him. Like he he dodged it like an athlete, man. He he dodged it like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix. It was really impressive. (laughs) I Um, remember that. You know, but. Yeah. And then you think about the Trump administration, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Kayleigh McEnany. They had fire thrown at them left and right. And they and you know what they did? They responded. They answered the questions. Right. That's what they're supposed to do. But Karine Jean-Pierre is a she's always a typically unprepared sort of voice for the White House. She does not have her notes in front of her because her notes are not the truth. And so when you're trying to say something that's other than the truth, it's really hard because you have to remember, okay, what did I say last time on this topic? What was that? Like? Ah, yeah. And then you get caught. And then that's just par for the course though. It's like when you Web listen to the talking lies. heads, at M- web of lies indeed. And you listen to the talking heads at MSNBC and CNN. And so often, if you look at one of their stories and how they cover it and then flash forward just like a couple weeks or a couple of months, it doesn't age well. And so when you're the press secretary and everything you say, it doesn't age well. Like it makes your job really hard. I think that's like where KJP is right now, but you know what? Signed up for the job. Yeah, there you go. And you may not agree with press secretaries no longer are there to report on press and always historically they do spin things. That's what they do, but they used to at least answer questions. Now we're not even there. And the spinning has not stopped as we talk about Thanksgiving in your household and how expensive it is, how report from last Friday showed that from the commerce department that Prices rose 6.2% in September from 12 months earlier. That's absolutely nuts. And that's from the Commerce Department. So we're looking at inflation, but you have people like Democrat Representative Jamal Bowman saying, the issue of inflation is not related to Democrats or Biden. It's not Biden's fault. It's Ukraine. Yeah, absolutely. It's that Russian president out there. It's his fault. He says it's our economic system in general we just have a bad economic system oh okay pretty sure we have the best economic system in the world and that's that's part of the problem is that we want to dis america so much and you look around the other countries watching the world cup you see all of these other countries iran they're just taking a sword and beheading people because we have and we'll talk about this when we talk a, a little bit about some of the other things going on in the world 65 Hundreds, six six thousand five hundred workers died in Qatar building the the World Cup infrastructure. Oh my gosh! Would that happen Absurd. in America? Thank you. Heck I no. Mean, come on. When you think about just sports, really points out just how crazy uh, things can be. 
It's a tragedy when like a couple people died on any construction project, right? It's always a tragedy. My my uncle in upstate New York is a co-owner of a of a big construction company and safety is very strongly valued. It's one of the most important things, if not the most important thing. Why is that, Adam? Because we care about the sanctity of life and every exactly right. Every Every life is important. And why is that? Because of the God story. Ouch, now we've got to get there. Because we have a Judeo-Christian tradition. And that Judeo-Christian tradition says that absolutely every life is equally important from the highest person in authority to the unborn child. Every life matters. And because we believe that, because that's intrinsic in our thinking and our values, that's why 6,500 workers aren't going to die when we bring the World Cup back to America four years from now. That's why, people, it's the God story. Just saying. If we were going to have an event in the United States and they were like, the cost of this event, just the human cost, will be 6,500 people. The event would not be a thing. Like, we would not be doing that no. in our country. Not a thing. Not doing it. Like, but America no. sucks. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but on. America sucks. <laughs> come on. And how about uh, your family dinner table? I hope you did not expect to have intelligent conversation with your child during <laughs> some things. more than others right <laughs> it depends on the topic i guess it does Katie but <laughs> as education is failing and what we're hearing now is it's really covid because people got covid and covid is all of a sudden making our kids dumber or something not blaming the lockdowns keeping kids out of school, some of the social craziness. I was just talking to a kindergarten teacher who was saying, yeah, the masks absolutely dated kids. They were innate. They're unable to get social cues. We have ruined kids because we like to pretend like we know what we're doing. The Biden administration is blaming COVID-19 not the government-mandated school closures for the fact that the nation's report card from 2019 to 2092 found math scores for 4th and to 8th graders plummeted in most states and urban districts. Reading scores were the only thing that maintained steady. Hopefully some of the kids were reading at home. I don't know. They have to read to be on social media. Some 190 billion Dollars, though, of federal relief money went to schools since the start of the pandemic, Adam. And so that's equal to about a quarter of what Americans spend on public schooling in a normal year. That's how much more money. When will we learn that throwing money at a problem doesn't solve it? Exactly right. I mean, that that's absurd. Schools are getting a ton more money for way less performance. And you think about the future, you think about today, and you think about what's driving the future right now, the evolution and technology, artificial intelligence, software engineering, frankly, sectors of business that require strong aptitude in STEM, right? Math and science and technology and engineering. And we are failing so tremendously there. The United States is not even top 10 for education right now. So what does that mean for the future? But man, I it means that we're going to be falling this. behind. I love reporting this. Do you know what we are tip-top at? If you haven't heard this statistic before, look it up. Tip-top, number one in schools with young people in the United States of America. How good we feel about how smart we are. Oh, yeah, we're good at equity. 
<laughs> but don't worry about don't your like kids. <laughs> don't worry about your kids because it's not just the youngins that are being My affected. Goodness. The American Bar Association is dropping the LSAT for law school applications. I love it. Maybe pretty soon we can make sure that your doctor doesn't have to pass tests as well because <laughs> we don't need a brain surgeon that knows what they're doing. We just need one well, that's no. diverse. I want to make sure that I have a rainbow of color and sexual orientation operating on my brain regardless of or representing <laughs> me in court regardless of their education. Hey, this is, all they have to do, Michelle, is read a script. All they have to do is read the script from whatever the ministry of propaganda gives them just read the lines guys and you can be a doctor or a lawyer no problem boom yeah this was reported <laughs> by the wall street journal by the way that the american bar association's accrediting council that's made up of lawyers law professors administrators they voted 15 to 1 there was one person actually thinking they voted to drop the requirement that law school applicants take and pass an lsat because they say that's going to hurt diversity that is the most Third. racist freaking thing. I swear to God, right. you people of color, you are just not smart enough to step up and pass the LSAT. So we're going to lower the bar for you. Oh, it's my absurd. God. Just, oh, uh, you know, those people of color, they're not, they're, them people don't know how to use MO computers. They don't know how <laughs> to find their way to uh, get their own ID. Oh, my gosh, Karen, By shut the way, up. if you want to. By the way, if you want to fly a commercial airline, you don't even have to know how to fly a plane. Just here's your hat. Just jump on. Are you the right crazy? color? Come on in. <laughs> this is so stupid, man. Eventually something's got to give, right? This kind of lack of focus on merit is just not going to fly. Like you're going to see so much underperformance that's going to basically drive people to only work with those who prove merit, right? So all these people that are walking around in the market with these law degrees that really just mean they can read the script, right? they're not going to be very good at their jobs. And so because they're not good at their jobs, people are going to stop hiring them, right? That's going to be a thing. And doctors, man, even worse implications, right? Oh, this is a heart. Oh, I didn't know it's supposed to go in the heart cavity. I <laughs> tried to sew it to the guy's arm. Like you, you, when you, for any kind of medical thing, it's like you want to check re references. You want like a second opinion if it's a big deal. Um, right? And if this doctor just checks a diversity box, man, wrap, right? What could go wrong? Oh, my gosh. And how far <laughs> do we go down this road where, oh, my gosh, I don't want a white guy's heart in my transplant. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then, too, like, then the insurance companies that offer, like, medical malpractice insurance, <laughs> they're all going to be super nervous, right? Because you're going to have these lawsuits flying from these lawyers who are really bad at their jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Filing frivolous lawsuits on doctors who maybe know what they're doing or maybe don't. <laughs> Why are we laughing at this? This is so so it's like, sad. I mean, it's so ridiculous. It's terrible. Oh, but somebody we, bring some logic to the table, please. <laughs> we, okay, here's some from hopefully the next president of the United States, because I oh, yes. love some of the things that are coming out of Florida. At least your kids won't be rushed in Florida into genital mutilation. Thank God. The Florida Board Thank of you, Medicine. DeSantis. The Florida Board of Medicine, <laughs> Board of Osteopathic Medicine, they approved a plan to ban puberty blockers and sex reassignment surgery as treatments 
for minors in the state. And here's something interesting. Did you know the United Kingdom, the rest of the world is ahead of us on this, they're closing their only gender dysphoria clinic because they did an internal investigation and they found that the clinic, much like we see in America, is just doing unquestioning approach. Okay, you get right. puberty blockers. You get puberty blockers. Hey, I'm it's the like Oprah Winfrey of the medical industry. Everybody blockers for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. It's absurd. But the thing is, like, it is all about money for some of these people, right? It's money and control. And that's a terrible thing. And Same that's with abortion, media... people. It's a moneymaker. If I can convince you to, that this is health care and that I'm helping and then I can assist you in doing something that is heinous and will swear on your soul, man, then they're making money. And oh, it's yeah. to our peril. And then we have to go through the healing of the choices that we make. It's heinous. Or, or did you, I sent this in our notes, this girl that was, that gave testimony testimony of at the public meeting forum for Florida for the Board of Medicine she said this my breasts were beautiful now they've been incinerated for nothing thank you modern medicine that says it all that's terrible and you know what for the most part the mainstream media will try and hide the stories of people that have gone through these gender transition procedures right and then tried to go back in time and reverse the damage that had been done the media doesn't want you to know about some of the terrible things that these that i would say this junk science this dangerous medicine can result in because these are permanent permanent changes in many cases either sterility or like in this case removing breasts so this poor person can never breastfeed or potentially have a child right there's terrible things that result from this and you're trying to affirm a mental disorder but in fact, the treatment is worse than the problem to begin with, right? Tell so, me about it. When is it ever okay to tell a kid you would just be okay if we did sur- if we quickly altered you? Why why aren't we giving ten year olds breast implants so that they can have big boobs? Why are <laughs> and why? That's because crazy. it's because it is so damaging to say you're not okay the way you're you are. Boy, thank God for modern science and modern medicine because now we can make you okay because the person person you really are is just not good enough screw that it's ridiculous and second go ahead adam it's like saying yeah that guy god was wrong when i was born (laughs) no he wasn't wrong you are okay the way you are you don't need to go this this genital mutilation process like you're fine the way you are. And that's how God intended you. It's You're beautiful the way you are and beautifully messed up because we all fall short. We all have the effects of being a fallen people, of giving in to sin. Sin has an effect. And we struggle with things that are not God's best for us. But that struggle is part of the beauty of being human. But what isn't beautiful is an attack that we've seen on women, and we've saw it specifically this week, this attack on women. We don't know what being a woman is, and you know we're no longer mothers. We're birthing people. Birthing people. And, yeah, and your wife would have none of that, man. I would oh, never. No. As she's breastfeeding little Hayden there, I would not call her a lactating human. I do not do that in her presence. Girlfriend <laughs> is one tough mother. I'm it, it literally you. makes me think of that scene from Meet the Parents with Ben Stiller. Uh, and Robert De Niro, he's, I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? No, Mr. De Niro. <laughs> no, that's not what they do. <laughs> but did you hear this story? 
Glamour magazine had Brazilians Woman of the Year, and it was awarded to a male. You don't think that stepping on the ability for a woman to compete in a competition? I think some of these competitions are silly and they're not definitely not my thing but (laughs) out of 15 categories two of the female focused awards went to trans identified males including woman of the year and the male who won this you'll love this is an influencer um and he states he doesn't even identify as a woman. He doesn't even believe women exist. <laughs> Who are you? I'm sorry. Women don't exist. Now you're just writing us out of existence? Uh-uh. Just burn that definition down also. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, women, what's, what is a woman anyway? <laughs> and by next year at your Thanksgiving dinner table, it may not be okay to say I'm having dinner with mom and dad. You heard that the Respective Marriage Act, it's a thing, legislation that repeals the 1966 Defense of Marriage Act, and it basically puts a giant target on anyone of faith. And if you don't believe me, Adam, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. This is super sad. There is an ex-soccer player who was convicted, not in our country, but I think this will be next. Oh, I just hate it when the news does that. There we go. Let's stop that. Ex-soccer player was convicted of transphobia over a post he made in 2017 where he said God created Adam and Eve. He, He was convicted and got a commuted sentence of 10 months in prison and fined 5,000 euros over saying God created Adam and Eve. Oh my That's God. That's absurd. How dare he fo- like follow the Bible? Right? <laughs> like, how dare he? <laughs> and even, this is a problem, though. You're seeing the government, and I want to say the government, governments across the world, really going after people who have, who actually have religion in their lives, right? Who are entitled to religious liberty. Once upon a time, that was a big deal, right? That's why the United States started to begin with, right? People trying to find a place where they could practice freely. And so now to see this story, it's actually reminiscent of other stories of, frankly, stories as close to home as in Canada, where you have a father who is trying to protect a child from the imposition of gender reassignment. The father being thrown in jail for refusing to basically say that his daughter is a boy. Like, that's crazy to me when you have parent rights being trampled on, when you have religious rights being trampled on, and frankly... In the United States, when people challenge these things, oftentimes it's their right to religious freedom that they cite when they come ahead in lawsuits, right? When they file suit against school districts, when they file suit against businesses, it's still religious liberty. So let's take that away from the government looks to. Yeah, so let's let's go ahead. Exactly right. We don't want to be challenged, but like you said, in that in in a free exchange of ideas, let's see what comes out. Let's see what really works for our society, and let's look at what could be actually true. We're so busy dissing America. Speaking of of not just soccer but sports, because Thanksgiving sports, right? We had the U.S. men's national team. They wanted to change their logo to a to a rainbow represent, representing right. gay pride. The German players covered their mouths in protests for the One Love armband, and FIFA said no. 
But nonetheless, no one was talking about what we mentioned earlier, the 6,500 workers who died during the infrastructure construction. We have sports figures like Brittany Griner in a Russian jail. Her lawyer is concerned that she's likely to be jumped in bathrooms, tortured, forced into slave-like conditions. Guess what? That's one of those communist countries that Brittany was so good at turning her back and not wanting to sing the national anthem because America sucks. Just see how the rest of the world really sucks. Oh, yeah. She's literally in a a labor camp right now. I think that's where she got transferred to. And it's sad. I don't want to see that. But my God, maybe it's a lesson in really things really suck. Are you serious? Look, in, in bringing it all home, everything we've talked about today, maybe our Thanksgiving table and our daily life should be about love all the way around. I wanted to share this because it is really easy to, it's really easy to come against the silliness that's out there, especially from the left. But I wanted to talk about this story to bring it home, Adam. Uh, You had that gay nightclub shooting at an LGBTQ club, and it was tragic, and the press instantly said, see, it was just these homophobic people out there. What it really was... A white guy from Texas with an assault rifle is what the press said, right? Yes. Thank you. And yet this was a a man who identified as non-binary and it was really part of the LGBTQ community. But the father of this man said, I'm Mormon and we don't do gay here. So I don't know what he was doing there. We don't do gay. There is an intolerance when we stand against things that aren't biblical. It's not choosing gay marriage. God created marriage. He can say it's between a man and a woman. But there's also a tolerance and the love in saying we're broken. You're making choices I don't agree with. I don't understand. It's not who we are as a family, but I love you. And I'm going to walk through this with you. That's between you and God. Now, I will tell you what I really think is right. I'll tell you what I think the Bible says. But if you're coming over with your partner, I want you to know that you are welcome in my house and I love you. You're welcome in my church and I love you. You're welcome in my life. If you vote differently than me, you're welcome in my home. You're welcome at my Thanksgiving table. You're welcome in my life. That's what real love looks like, Adam. Amen. Amen. And you don't hear that from the far left, unfortunately. You hear a lot more conservatives that are bringing centrists, libertarians, bringing that kind of mindset to the table. Just love each other, man. Love each other, accept each other for their faults, and make them a plate. Make give them a, them a seat plate. at the table. Make them a plate. <laughs> make and them a plate, fact, give them a seat at the table. You can come on over to my house for a plate because I cooked way freaking too much food. <laughs> it's plenty over and, here. And I, with me and my two Thanksgivings, I've got food till January over here. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Frankly, I'm okay well, with that. It's my favorite, well, like you, my favorite meal. Yeah, and now I have well, to cook. Up a seat. I make you the the soup out of the carcass. You got to have turkey pot pie. Any way that you could have a turkey, I'm in. I'm there. That's it. (laughs) Michelle, I think think you articulated that so beautifully because that is the way. And that is the way we come together as a country. That's the way we come together as families. And that's the way we maintain friendships too, right? We agree to disagree, but we love each other. And we 
offer a seat at the table with open arms, right? That's it. That's what Thanksgiving, I think, is all about, reflecting on the things that make our society and our world a better place to live in. And Adam has a way of coming up with these awesome catchphrases, and I think that needs to be our next T-shirt for our (laughs) show, is make them a plate. (laughs) I like it. I'll take it. (laughs) Bring us home, Adam, uh, as we end the program today. Guys, we are so thankful for you for listening to our program, for sharing this with your friends, for sharing your thoughts with us directly. Please do subscribe, share this with everyone. We're not canceled yet, though. We do seem to be like whack-a-mole on some of those mainstream social platforms, which, by the way, Michelle, I just got my Facebook account back, which I had been banned from since before little Hayden was born. So back on Facebook. All right. right, Uh, Go do some damage, man. (laughs) thank y'all so much and god bless you god bless you and happy thanksgiving weekend for more fun go to mymichellelive.com